0: Welcome, everybody. This is Omar Serrato with the Tilted Lawyer Podcast, episode number 42. And today we're going to talk about Alexei Treviso, uh, the 17-year-old senior graduating high school student, class of 2023, who allegedly was not aware that she was pregnant, um, unabashedly gave birth in the bathroom of... Uh, artesian hospital where she left her baby in the trash to be by, to, to be found by nurse and staff members she's currently facing life in prison as she's been charged with first-degree murder and child abuse leading to death we're going to talk all about it for about the next 90 minutes or so so you're going to want to strap in let's get started <music> What's up, everybody? I'm Omar Serrato, experienced and practicing attorney, fierce litigator, and unofficial commentator on the most popular legal issues of the day. I'm the host of the Tilted Lawyer podcast, joined by Ileana Clon Rosa and the TLP crew, where we break down the human aspects of law that everybody wants to talk about. I've been a practicing attorney for many years, but nothing in this show is or should be taken as legal advice. We're not going to pull any punches. We might even get a little bit dirty, but we want you to join us anyway. Except, we're not joined by Eliana Clone Rosa this afternoon as she is uh, preoccupied uh, with her own um, affairs. This afternoon, I'm joined by the Tilted Lawyer podcast crew who is diligently searching their phones for information <laughs> about this week's episode. Um, Melissa Pacheco and uh, Kashida Desai Patel. And um, so. This afternoon, so Alexa Treviso. Last week we did a case involving Chad Doerman, and he was the gentleman from Ohio, and I use that term very loosely, who executed his three boys in savage cold blood. Um, Alexa Treviso is a much different suspect than we're accustomed to. By everything that I found about her, all of the images floating out. Around her, she was a high school student, 17 years old. She was preparing for her graduation. She was preparing for her senior prom. Milestone moments in the life of any young girl. And she was either knowingly or unknowingly pregnant with a child. She went to the hospital complaining of stomach cramps. And around 1.38 in the morning on that fateful day, she runs from her hospital room. She goes to the restroom. And as was described by the staff members of the hospital, uh, it, was a, it was the scene right out of a horror movie. There was blood all over the place, on the bathroom, on the walls, as if there was blood squirting um, in all four directions as she had ripped uh, the umbilical cord from herself, detaching herself from her young baby that she had then subsequently discarded in the garbage. The baby was then found by a nurse um, or a cleaning service lady, and it was reported, and then the rest of this entire melee ensued. She's since been charged of first-degree murder, significant because the DA thinks that she planned this all along. There's questions that are swirling right now about how much knowledge her mother had about the pregnancy and in clear candid camera they have her on body cam footage discussing the incident with her mom where the mom basically tells her daughter that we had talked about this what happens when young girls abandon their babies as in was there a conversation about what happens if we give birth to this child and you try to discard it i don't know but there it's been speculated mom hasn't been charged with anything but it's been some of the question and discussion that's been taking place with this particular case going forward. So Alexi Treviso, who was she? Uh, she grew up in Artesia, New Mexico, not California. Um, there is a city in California called Artesia. Um, but the specific details about what we know about her un- upbringing are very sparse, um, as you could imagine, she prior to this incident it was just a regular 17-year-old kid. I have a 17-year-old daughter and she was living her life and this, you know, there's not a whole lot out there about her. Her mom, her name her name is Rosa, has mentioned that Alexi has had back she had back and hip pain uh, since she was a baby and um, more information about her childhood and education was not really readily available. All I have to say is just that she was a normal kid. She was a child She was probably, uh, well, she was definitely a cheerleader. She was probably played like youth soccer or something. She probably was a softball player. I mean, I don't know, but she was in some kind of athletics. She was getting ready for her graduation. She was getting ready for the next phase, going into college. And uh, But for what just happened now, and of all the directions that it could have gone, she's now facing um, the prospect of forfeiting her freedom for the rest of her life. a life snuffed out before it ever began in the same way that that newborn baby was never given the opportunity to consume oxygen and live his own life. And as they sometimes say, uh, life is comedy. And uh, that's where we're at with this case. What I've been able to find out about her, um, really, um, is essentially that... What did you guys hear? I know that, uh, Melissa, I know that you didn't really... This case wasn't really on your radar... (coughs) I'm going to ask you to come and fill in and and join us in this discussion. But, uh, Kashida, what did you hear about Miss Alexi before I asked you to join us on the podcast this afternoon?
1: That's basically through her kid in the, or baby in the trash can.
0: So let's just chalk (laughs) that up to the basics. (laughs) um, Well, here's what I was able to find from Inside Edition. They published an article back on June 30th. They said that the boyfriend of accused murderer Alexi Treviso um, spoke with the police officers, a New Mexico police officer, for about two hours after his newborn son was legally declared dead. Boyfriend name was a, a gentleman, a young man named uh, Devin Fierro. His mother, Melanie, joined uh, Treviso's mother, Rosa, and stepfather at the hospital shortly after a cleaning lady discovered the body of a newborn baby boy disposed in a bathroom trash can. Um, And at 4.19 a.m., the group was briefly questioned by a police officer from the Artesia Police Department, as the footage showed. And in the 12 minutes of body camera footage obtained um, that everybody's pretty much that's interested in following this case has already seen... um, no one is asked if they knew that Treviso was pregnant before she gave birth at the hospital that night. Uh, her mother does, however, volunteer that she wasn't aware that her daughter was pregnant. And that's kind of how she was acting, if you've seen those videos, when the officer questioning her. And it's, it's the most, it, it's, it's, it's a chilling scene. You got this 17-year-old girl who looks like a, just, she doesn't look any older than 11, 12 years old. She's a child. And she's now given birth, and they found her dead baby in the trash. And what must have been going through her mind at that moment? She's acting like it was, uh, she was there for, like she's getting, she's going to get yelled at by the principal or something, and then go on to, I don't know, Snapchat or whatever kids do nowadays. Hey, I heard mm-hmm. there's a new one. Uh, Threads. You guys know what Threads
2: is? Threads. What from is Threads? Instagram. What is Threads? It's like Twitter. What is it, though? Twitter. What do you do? You write things. That's it. And then people opinionate It's just another stupid thing. Exactly. Well, All social media is pretty much the same.
0: I mean, well, how would you define... We're, I don't want to get off topic. How do you define social media? It doesn't matter. The point is that this young girl, she's sitting there with this look of absolute terror and um, horror on her face. But it was like it, it, there was this disconnect from me because in most of the cases that we cover... It's cases of obvious evil where it's very easy to personify um, the manifestation of the subject and define them as such. This little girl sits up and she looks, you know, like she could be my daughter. She looks like she could be your girl's daughter's sisters. And um, yet here she is, first degree murder. And, and the reality of what was going on, I don't think. even to this point, has actually hit her of what she's actually facing. But um, in the video, she's sitting quietly. She's next to her mom the entire time. She's only speaking to answer a few questions from the officer. The officer then informs her uh, that um, he and Treviso had been dating. This is the boyfriend talking to the officers uh, for almost two years. They briefly discuss some of the pain He says that she had been experiencing in recent months, obviously from her pregnancy. Lower back pain is a clear sign. Um, Fierro says that the last time Treviso complained about the pain was the previous night, just a few hours before arriving at the hospital. Fierro said that today, or I mean yesterday, she said it's really bad, her back. And last night we were on the phone together and she said her hips were hurting bad. And I asked if anything else was hurting, and she just said everything was hurting because she was probably in labor. Rosa, the mom, then tells the officer that her daughter has long had back and hip pain since she was an infant. The officer also asked Fiero at one point, so I'm not trying to be rude here, but you more than likely will be the father. And then the question causes both Rosa and Melanie to laugh while Fiero just solemnly nods and confirms, yeah, yeah, I'm the father in his stupid little um, adolescent 17-year-old voice, I can imagine. Rosa then breaks down in tears uh, just 30 seconds later when the officer briefly uh, briefly discusses afterlife care. If you've ever dealt with or seen or been involved with um, what happens when a newborn dies, there's an entire... Stillborn? ...production that takes place. Yeah, where they literally will bring in like photographers and um, counselors and try to help whoever it needs it to, to get over the grief, and so that's what they mean by the afterlife care. Sometimes if it's a stillborn baby, they'll literally dress it up and take pictures with the baby, and you've seen them those pictures, I'm sure. Um, so this is, as far as we can tell, um, the timeline according to Inside Edition. It was the early morning hours of January 27th. So this year, Treviso arrives at Artesia General Hospital complaining of severe back pain. Tests were run by hospital staff who came to discover that Treviso was pregnant. And according to an arrest affidavit obtained by Inside, uh, those results had not been shared with Treviso when she told a nurse that she had to use the bathroom. Which is, uh, when I initially read about this case, I thought that nobody knew that she was pregnant, but apparently they'd done the test. They found out that she was pregnant, which kind of brings one thing that I know that the defense attorney for Treviso is focused on is malpractice on the part of the hospital. So they failed to inform this girl that she was pregnant. She comes in complaining about back pain. She claims to not be aware that she's pregnant, but the hospital knows that she's pregnant. And as far as I'm aware, when a woman goes to the hospital in labor, as they must have known that she was in some kind of distress.
2: Not only in labor, in general, when a woman goes into a hospital for anything, the first thing they ran is a pregnancy test.
0: Well, yeah, they did. And then they found out that she was pregnant. And so I guess my question then becomes... Why wasn't she in, like, pregnancy protocol? Like, uh, monitored, going to... uh, Especially since she she says she has to go to the restroom. Why there wouldn't have been a nurse right there with her? Now, they say that the nurses were... They were there with her, but she locked the door, and she was telling everybody to get out. But she was in there for a really long time, and then they go in after the fact, whatever. But I just know that the defense team of uh, Truvizo is focusing on the... Officers' malfeasance, and well, we'll see where that the, the trial schedule for this case in October. I don't know a whole lot of details about how uh, the defense is going to come out in this case, but I did see an interview with the defense attorney where he's essentially um, very convinced that his client is innocent, meaning that she had no idea and uh, when the baby was born, she didn't know what to do, and she was afraid. 17-year-old girl, she's not really trying to defend her leaving the baby in the trash, just stating that there was measures that the hospital could have taken to help the situation, maybe could have had that child survive. That hospital specifically had a policy where if you're going there, it's an unwanted pregnancy, and you don't want the baby, then no questions asked, just give it up and we'll take care of it, mm-hmm. basically what they say. And one of the yeah. uh, nurses on staff was asked that very question. She even said that, look, she could have just delivered it and we would have, you know, no questions asked, uh, no consequence to her, I went through the appropriate protocols to have the baby adopted. Instead of that... Um, in some kind of awkward reunion 25 years later when the child goes to try to discover the identity of his biological parents, well, he's, uh, he's gone. There's no, no opportunity for that. So, um, after the discovery of her pregnancies, the results of which were not shared with Treviso, um, a timeline of that bathroom trip, which is included in the rest affidavit, it states that Treviso was, she first goes into the restroom 1.39 a.m., and remained in there for about 20 minutes, leaving only when hospital staff threatened to open the door because she's like, hey, it's enough. You need to come out now. And she locked the door. Um, as staff started treating Servizo, a member of the cleaning crew was called into the restroom. A housekeeper was called to clean the large amount of blood inside the restroom. The housekeeper cleaned up the blood first and then went to take the trash can out of the trash and found it to be much heavier than usual. I can't imagine how much heavier... How heavy is a trash bag, would you say, That contains medical waste, maybe a couple of pounds. If it's a newborn baby, it couldn't have been more than six, seven. Well, I guess that's probably enough to throw somebody off. Um, The housekeeper says that she looked through the trash can and found a tied-up trash bag um, underneath other trash. The housekeeper then saw what she thought to be a baby and immediately calls in two other nurses. And once confronted with this information, Treviso said that child had been stillborn... Authorities allege. So here is the difference. So legally, she's charged with first degree murder. Um, first degree murder requires malice aforethought, meaning that she had, it's in order to prove it. this case, she's going to have to prove not only that the DA has to prove that she knew about the pregnancy, and that she intended uh, to murder the baby um, after it was born, and that she did murder the baby after she was born. And then you know try to cover it up. That's the case that they have to prove. If they can't prove that she didn't know that she was pregnant, then it can't be first degree murder. Because what's the plan? Here's a baby. I don't know what to do. Now it's heat of the moment. At very best, um, you have an involuntary manslaughter or second degree murder or a heat of the moment murder. It's like um, you know something where you didn't plan it, but in self defense. You got really upset at somebody and took out a gun and shot somebody in the face because they pissed you off. That's a, that's not planned. That's a, that's not premeditated. It's just as heat of the moment. So the other thing is, if the baby was stillborn, then the death was not caused by her. Arguably, if it came out and it was already dead, then I'm not sure what you have. But what you don't, what you definitely don't have, is a murder on the part of mom. So if the defense proves that she didn't know about the murder and the baby was stillborn, then there's no case here. There's other charges they could potentially focus on, but murder in the first is not going to be one of them. If that baby took even one breath and was alive upon exiting the womb, then you have murder charges. So that's what this trial is going to focus on when the time comes. Um... So after everything, so she's confronted by the police, Treviso was allowed to go home and continue to go to school um, until an autopsy comes back, and then it showed it showed that the child had air in his lungs, and that there was evidence of a hemorrhage that is consistent with hypoxia. That finding is inconsistent with the claim that Treviso made to the hospital staff when she said that the baby was not breathing. So from what I've heard is that the defense is is challenging the autopsy findings. And it's because of the very reason that I just mentioned. Because this is a pretty simple defense if the baby had no air in the lungs. They're saying there was air in the lungs. The defense, as far as I could tell, is challenging that result. But, you know, um, they're going to discuss that in October when they go to trial. She was arrested on May 10th, charged with first-degree murder. Prosecutors fought against pretrial release, but the judge allowed it and Trevizo had planned a walk in her high school graduation two weeks ago uh, while awaiting trial for murder Unless until the school they just decided that she was not going to attend. Uh, she obliged, uh, and right now she decided that she was going to be in Texas for the summer with her grandparents before school starts the next year, uh, which that trip could be short-lived because her trial is in October. I can't imagine how she's going to start. Um, October is mid-fall semester, so... Um, Again, she's carrying on as if, um, you know, everything is A-OK and she's going on with life as usual. But there is a real uh, crossroads here in her life where in October there will be a independent panel of 12 jurors who will decide her guilt or innocence and decide whether or not she gets to have a life past 17 or if she's going to spend the rest of her life in a New Mexico prison cell. Uh, dealing with uh, replaying the events of what happened back in January over and over until the day that she dies. That is what's at stake. Um, she did go to prom, though, and even though the the school rebuffed against it, I guess she was able to attend graduation. You had mentioned something like that, Melissa. Um,
2: she was allowed to graduate. It's just kind
0: of awkward. I don't know. What if you girls were accused of anything like that? And that's... Obviously, probably the talk of the school. And do you go to graduation or do you stay home? As, my, as her defense attorney, I'm advising her to just stay out of the public eye as much as possible. Yes. Would you even feel comfortable? Like, what would you do? 17 year old Kashida, 17 year old Melissa, how do you handle this situation as a young girl?
2: I wouldn't have left my room. Exactly. Like, like my room, <laughs> not even my house, my room.
0: Well, she did. (laughs) She went to prom and, um, you know, lots of other things. Um, Important to note, Fiero has not been charged with any crimes. I don't even feel why they needed to say that, Uh, but he hasn't. Um, We talked a little bit about the incident in the hospital um, and how the staff had discovered it. Um, I think it's worth uh, listening to some of the interviews from the staff and how they found um, the baby to be. And I think we're going to do that. Let me just pull up this video and make sure that I have it lined up. I had it lined up, and you know what I did? I accidentally uh, closed out of it. Okay, here we go. I'm
2: fine.
0: Ooh. All right, let me bring it over here. This is from Law and Crime, and what we're listening to is, number one, we're going to see a couple of things. We're going to see the surveillance footage of her rushing to the restroom to deliver the baby, and then we are going to uh, listen to the staff uh, talk about how they discovered everything that happened. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and take a listen. Let me just make sure I can get in that screen. Here we go. Purple but
3: still not like...
4: You know, I don't know
3: how to describe it, you know. Never, I've never seen anything like. that, I pray to God I never see it again.
4: It's what seasoned medical professionals called a bloody massacre, comparing this crime scene to a horror movie. Brand new body camera captures the unsettling aftermath when a high schooler gave birth in an emergency room bathroom, allegedly killing her newborn son.
3: I've never, ever seen a reaction like that girl.
4: On January 27th, 19-year-old Alexi Treviso was admitted...
0: Look at that girl. Look at that girl.
2: That's an average 17-year-old.
0: Like- I mean, like, I, I look at a girl like that, she's just a baby. Yes. She's a child. Like, she, she needs a hug or something. And she's just like, she's murdered a newborn, allegedly. But this scene, it, it sticks. this is what sticks in my head
4: to an Artesia, New Mexico emergency room after complaining of back pain. Her newborn son was later found stuffed inside a trash can in a bloody bathroom she had just used. The high school senior was charged with first-degree murder and tampering with evidence before her graduation. We discovered a dead baby in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, he came out of me and I didn't
3: know it.
4: Okay. Long Crime Network first brought you the chilling body camera video last month when medical professionals confronted Treviso about the baby. See,
2: I told you about this. But I just, just asked you, baby, to tell me the truth. It was not
1: crying or
4: what did you do to it?
1: Okay.
4: Now we're hearing from medical staff who uncovered the gruesome scene after she gave birth. When I
3: went in there... It was a glory bloody
4: massacre. Body camera video shows police officers speaking with medical staff who worked the night Treviso was admitted into the ER.
3: She said she needed to go have bowel movement and that's kind of when the whole thing happened.
4: Hospital surveillance video shows Treviso leave her patient room at 1.38 AM, waddling toward the bathroom while clutching her back. Treviso remains in the bathroom for 19 minutes as multiple people check on her.
3: I knocked on the door. And I said, Are you okay? And she said, Yes, I'm fine. I'm just having a hard time going to the bathroom, is what she replied. So I was like, Okay. At some point, I went and kind of checked on her, knocked on the door, seeing okay. if she needed anything. She did not. She said she didn't need anything. Did you hear anything? I didn't hear anything. Flush, um, toilet flush. Yes, after a while, I started hearing. So I probably checked on her two to three times, I'm not exactly sure. And then I just kept hearing paper towel dispenser. Mm-hmm. And. Flushing in like the water running. And I knocked again. Did she need anything? Denied anything. And then eventually it got to a point where I said, "You need to come out." And mm-hmm. I got, I asked the uh, the clerk to get the key to unlock the door because obviously she locked the door to go to the restroom. And uh, whenever I finally when we finally had the key to unlock it, she opened it and just kind of walked out. And Did she, just, she say anything at that she point? She didn't say anything. She was just looking kind of straight past me and went back to the room.
4: Surveillance video captures that moment as Treviso leaves the bathroom and heads back to the patient room. It was then that hospital staff got a look at the bloody bathroom for the first time.
3: And all I saw was like blood everywhere, like on the walls, on the toilet. It just looked like a horror film.
4: Police speak to multiple people who saw the bathroom, describing fresh blood on the walls, floor, and near the toilet. The toilets right here where you're at Mm -hmm. and then the sinks right here, it was like up this way. Blood splatter. What, if, like,
3: in your in your line of work, what would cause that kind of splatter? I think something that got pulled out or ripped, like, like if you ripped something and blood just went, it was like.
0: All right. So I don't want to play the entire thing.
2: Okay. Thank God you stopped that. I was getting dizzy. Dizzy for what? The blood talk.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's gruesome. I can't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine um, having to do that by yourself. If you're a teenage girl and you have, well, okay, let's talk about this. This didn't happen to either of you, thankfully. Um, But my mom got pregnant with me when she was 16 years old back in 1980. And her dad, was a bit of a hard ass. And if you're gonna tell somebody that you were uh, you're pregnant and you're sixteen years old and you happen to be the daughter of this man is not that guy. Yet she faced the music and she did whatever. There was a time where she was considering getting an abortion. You know, and, and back then I'm not sure, you know, what even that would have looked like back in 1980, but there was a lot of um, discussion around it. I just know that my mom was probably scared. And she grew up with, uh, you know, Catholic parents. And, um, you know, she probably had a who knows what she was thinking, but she went through this whole thing. And my mom very could easily, very easily, in her 16 year old self, 17 year old self, when we're not even fully formed people, where our brains are undeveloped to the point where we're not even a third of what we're going to become, where all of our ideas are just forming, where. Waves of hormones are coursing through your veins, through the capillaries in your brain, dictating how you're going to think and the the decisions that you're going to make that it's not outside of the realm of possibility that maybe that was a consideration. Maybe I'll just give birth and nobody will know. I don't know what the, I mean, I don't know. It's possible, but I just know that a case like this one, where you hear about a teenage girl that you know claims to not know that she was pregnant, they give birth and they throw it away and then there's like nothing ever happened i just watched a whole um i don't know i watched stupid things on youtube but one of the things i watched there was this lady up in ohio who back in 1993 uh, she gave birth to not one but two newborn babies and discarded them that those children she gave birth in the bathroom took the babies in a trash bag and discarded them um, in the wooded area uh, next to the house and animals um, had gotten to uh, what was inside the bag and that's how it was discovered there was infant remains. and But for a uh, 23andMe DNA test that I guess she had given, they figured out that, hey, we got the DNA from the baby and here's a DNA match from this lady and then they arrested her um, because of a DNA match of something that had happened 30 years ago. Freaking technology, right? But you know, this was this is Alexi's story. This is exactly it. The only difference is this didn't happen in rural Ohio. It happened in a hospital. And what pisses me off about it is that the hospital knew that she was pregnant. They had run the test and discovered that, and they didn't take the the steps necessary to inform her. I would have thought that would have been like first thing out of your mouth. A hey, a. Hey. This lady's pregnant. Matter of fact, I think they would have probably should have probably strapped her up, took her blood pressure, you know, made sure that she was on whatever, tried to figure out what the stage of pregnancy it was, mm-hmm. whatever, all those precautions. Talking to her mom, even if it was 138 a.m., it's like, hey, this is what's really going on. You need to be aware because we don't know what's going on with you. Significant hip pain, back pain. That sounds like dilation. Like maybe she was dilated to six, seven, eight centimeters. It was to the point where she just gave birth in a freaking toilet. She probably sat down and the whole thing just plopped out. I mean, she was fully dilated. So she was already in the throes of labor. She was about to deliver a freaking baby, and the hospital just says, "Eh, we'll whatever tell her in the morning?" That doesn't make any sense to me. And so as much blame as I want to place on the mom, it's hard, because I was a freaking idiot when I was 17 years old. I was so dumb. I was, I, was, I was just not, whatever I am today, I was not that back then. And if I've made so many stupid mistakes in my life, and I, f- I, I find it the only reason that I'm not paying for them now is out of sheer luck. I could have gotten drunk and killed somebody in a car because of some stupid teenage party that I went to where there was alcohol. I could have, you know, gotten into some kind of a scuffle, somebody cracks their head on the pavement and the next thing you know I'm arrested for whatever. And you know, there's so many things that can happen to young people because we do such stupid things, impulsive things when we're young and idealistic and full of hormones. And this young lady faced with probably the greatest pivot of her entire life has to deal with it at age seven, 17. Some people get to face that decision when they're 35. Some people, through no fault of their own, by a clear measure of fate, face it when they're 17, and that was her. And so here she is. And what does she do? Scared to death. Did she talk about it with her mom? Did she not? Did she let anybody know? Did she let her boyfriend know? Everybody seems to be pretty keen on the the back pain and the hip pain thing. And mom says, oh, well, she's been having that kind of stuff since she was a baby, and I don't know how real that is or not. But that's, that's, that is the story, which means that if all of that is true and mom didn't genuinely know, then you have this 17-year-old little girl who is thinking about graduation, where she wants to go to college, what's her major going to be, you know, am I going to get married to my boyfriend, or maybe she's trying to move on, who am I going to find new in college, you know, what's the next step for me, what do I want to be when I grow up, basically. Oh, shit, a baby just fell under the toilet. Now what? I don't, know what to, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Rips off the umbilical cord. Now what? It's not breathing. I'm so scared. So many emotions. My mom doesn't even know I've had sex before. My mom doesn't even know I'm pregnant. I didn't even know I was pregnant. What do I do? Man, I'm going to just throw it in the trash and, like, nothing will happen. I'll just tell them that I had a bowel movement. And then she goes back to the hospital room and, you know, in the naivety of uh, being 17 years old and the nurses confront her with an A. So we know what you did, and we found your baby, and uh, we need some answers. Next thing you know, hey, because this involves the death of an infant, you're going to have to be held here, and uh, we're going to run tests, make sure you're okay, but the cops have some questions for you. And then you saw her face. You saw her face. Go back to that image. What I just described. That is the face. That is the face of uh, somebody that just been through that. Oh, my gosh. That's the face. That's the face. Well, you get the point. So, put yourself in her shoes. Melissa, you're 17 years old, everything I just described, in your household, with your mom, and where you grew up, what would your reaction have been? Not 30-year-old Melissa, 17-year-old
2: Melissa. I think I would have froze. Like Like she did. Like, exactly. Something like that. And actually her mom's reaction gives me a little of hint that she was suspicious about it. When she said, like, we've talked about this before. I think her mom was suspicious about it. Exactly. it was, And how she stood up. And she's like, I told you. I told you. And then she started crying. Gives me a reason to think that she was suspicious of it. They talked about it. And she had, like, Alexi denied it. She's like, no, Mom, you're crazy. No, no, no. And now this is, like, blowing in your face.
0: Well, if you look at some of the pictures out there, there's images of her. Yeah. And we're going to look at some of those. It's kind of baffling that anybody would not have considered that she was pregnant if you look at her cheerleading photographs. So let's take a look. So here's one. This isn't the greatest picture, but um, look at this picture right here. This is her, and this isn't even the worst of them.
2: I saw that one, too. I was like, really? Look at this.
0: And you see the size of that girl. You saw the size of her sitting in that hospital bed. She looks no bigger than you. She's tiny. she's like 5'1", 88 pounds, nothing? Something like that. And she's got this going on. So a school counselor, a parent. A teacher might not have had, you know, the ins- the instinct to maybe ask her some questions. And I don't know if that's happened or not. I just, I question whether or not mom actually didn't know anything. There's no way that, like you said, based on what she asked her, there's no way that she didn't know. That her, or was the suspicious that her child was pregnant. Let's look at another one. So that was one. What I just and now do? that
2: you actually mentioned the school, that's another point we could, like, raise an eyebrow on. Because there's always nurses and counselors. and I yeah. went to a school that did a mimic to public American schools in South America. And I know here that the actual teacher's body, teachers, principals, nurses, everybody, everybody's always like walking around and the single slightest thing that is like, out of the ordinary they immediately either report it or like they bring the parent or they bring the child if it's high school and they speak to them and they actually raise a question or like they start researching on it or like maybe talking between them like hey what do you think is going on it's it's like this like when we handle um domestic violence at home or stuff like that when we see kids that have been that have bruises or have burns or stuff like that like it's automatic that schools reported doctors reported stuff like that. So it's weird to me that she's in high school. Look at these
0: pictures. And Look at
2: this. we're seeing that. Look at that. Let, Look at this one. This like, picture.
0: come on. She's cheerleader. Okay.
2: Look at her leg. It's like so, so.
0: Her legs do not match this. No. That is a pregnant lady. Yes. This is not a chubby teenager. Is all I'm saying. And then this one, I guess, you know, I mean, come on, man. It just doesn't match. Like, the, the body proportions, the arms, Look the legs. The arms. This is a pregnant belly. There's no way that's anything else. And if it isn't, there's some severe health problem going on.
2: Very bad. Like, a, a very bad colon disease or something like that.
0: Kashida, put yourself in that situation. You've just described it. You're 17 years old in your household Whatever that was like, and that situation, not 35-year-old Kushida, 27, or not even, 17, 17, (laughs) even worse, 17-year-old Kushida, what do you do? Let's just assume that you didn't know that you were pregnant, all right? And all of a sudden, you sit on the toilet, and then, holy shit, it's baby. How do you react? What would you have
1: done? I think my parents were pretty strict, but um, I still would have went to them. Like I would probably gone I would have went frightened to them, but I still would have said something. And it's weird, like in her situation where she just gave birth in the bathroom and didn't call out for help or anything either. Like she just like, oh, let me just clean this scene up and then just walk out casually.
0: So the way that the doctors described it was exactly that way. Like, um, okay, so she finally opens the door. And then she doesn't even look at the nurse, just kind of like walks straight like nothing ever happened. Just hoping that it's all just going to be brushed under the rug. And um,
2: the way that the woman describes it, I don't know if it's a cleaning leader or a doctor. She's like, like, you see the wall that's right next to you. Yeah. And it was like splashed with blood. And if somebody have taken something and ripped it out. And they, oh, they don't do
1: did. anything immediately. It's like they find the baby a little while later, like they don't investigate the thing at all. You know, it's, it's a little weird.
0: Well, they did. They, they, um, I mean, I don't know if the cleaning lady did or not, but Mm. she alerted people as fast as they can, but it was without life.
1: Too late. No, uh, but I'm saying that's the cleaning lady that did that. Not the actual medical staff. Like, I don't think they took it seriously. Like, why was she like, like nobody inspected. Yeah. Um,
0: mistake wants to correct us that she's, um, she's, She's not 17. She's not, she, holy shit. She's 19.
2: So she's an adult, technically.
0: How is she 19 and a senior in high school?
2: Well, that's I was 19 just and about a senior that, yeah. in high school. But I turned 19 in May, graduated in June. So it could be that way.
0: Okay. My so, assumption was that she was 17 because she said senior in high school. That's usually year 17.
1: Or but, 18. Okay.
0: So she's 19. Um, all right. So if I adjust every, all of my analysis from 17 to 19, um, My analysis doesn't really change. 19, you're still kind of dumb.
2: No, you're still a child. I mean, at 25, I
0: was still kind of dumb, you know? 27, 30. Nah, I was all right at 30. But 20, 20, 25, 27, um, 19, I was, I mean, I don't want to talk too bad about myself. I'm just going to say I would not have been confident that I would have been able to raise a child at 19. And um, I think about that. You know, I had parents that were teenagers. They were 16, both of them. Um, My dad at 16 was an idiot. Why? Because he was a kid. At 16 years old, I was still watching freaking cartoons. Maybe not, but I was like uh, playing video games. I was, you know, I was a kid. Um, My mom was, um, she was a kid. And I'll never say that my mom was an idiot. I'm just, but she was a kid. She was a child. And, you know, now that I think about it in, It's it's funny, when you have a mom that's young like that, my mom is 59 years old. And then I look at her and like, hey, um, we're not all that far apart in age. Like, I mean, we are, but we aren't. It's like, not that, you know. Um, I had my daughter when, my first, when I was 25 years old, which is a much more reasonable age to have a child. But, you know, my my mom, my dad, it's hard to think about what life was like when they were kids because... were kids at the same time i was a kid like when i was five years old my dad was 21 my mom was 21 children children um i remember being raised by my parents when they were that young we were living in some rundown apartment in baldwin park and uh you know we didn't have a whole lot but my mom she did her best you know she tried to cook meals and stuff and she would she had these little top ramen recipes and she tried to make it look like the picture with like peas and carrots and it was disgusting disgusting really bad but you know she did her best and she got better but when she was older when she was you know developed as a woman as child i mean it's hard but you know she managed and she found a way and i'm still alive and i turned out okay as did the rest of my siblings but um it's hard for me to judge a 19 year old and 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 be too harsh on them. I don't want to be harsh on them, but the reality of it is that we're left with a dead infant in the law system. in in the United States, not just the state of New Mexico is such that if you take a life, then you are uh, responsible for it. And there's certain penalties for it. And that's what this young lady is taking. And they they have, um, she doesn't even have the possibility of being charged as a youth because she's over the age of 18, which I think is kind of bullshit. You are not an adult at 18. They should not hold you accountable for anything that you do prior to 23 years old, I would say, 25, 25. You know, there's this uh, funny quote that I was reading. I forgot, I don't even know where I saw it. It was like on some kind of YouTube shorts, but it was like this very wise guy and he's wearing like one of these, um, like a turban. Um, he's He looked like he was like a Sikh religious- A Muslim? leader. Um, I don't think he was Muslim. I think he was, uh, well, an offshoot. He was Sikh,
1: I think. But are you talking saying, about Punjabi? I don't know who I'm talking about. Like, who am I talking about? Are they the people that wear the turban? Yes,
0: yes. So anyway, so he <laughs> says, he was talking about democracy, and he's like, democracy is like, uh, it's supposed to be a government for the people and by the people, but... The people are retarded. <laughs> I feel like he
1: has a point. Like
0: that's literally what he said. This this wise old sage was saying, and I feel like what he was really saying is the voting age in America is
2: eighteen. The age to buy a gun in America is eighteen.
0: <laughs> oh, that was the uh, Rittenhouse case. Remember him? Um, yeah, that's too young. How, how when you were eighteen, did you vote?
2: No. Mm. Did you? Mm-hmm. They're not here, of course. who did you vote for? Not here, of course. Remember, I became a citizen after. Oh, well, forget you then. Five. Yeah, I don't count. <laughs> Never mind. All right.
0: When I was eighteen, it was nineteen ninety eight. My first presidential election was in two thousand, and I voted for Al Gore. And I remember the whole hanging Chad, uh, conspiracy theories, and all that kind of stuff. You guys remember that stuff, huh?
2: Wait, are you talking about? There's Al a document. A document. George Bush. Yes.
0: Yeah, the whole thing for Orange County in Florida. Yes, I mean, they had the whole I do know. The recounts and they were literally counting chads and you had this this overweight middle-aged guy looking at the holes to make sure they corresponded with the right thing. Um, that was my first presidential election. Uh Miss Take says that there was a conversation between the hospital and her about being pregnant. She denied it, and she was a virgin and said she was a virgin. And so they did a blood test to confirm. Yeah, I did. I did hear about that.
2: I'm not going to judge her if they did that conversation in front of her mom.
0: Well, I I doubt that the hospital did that conversation in front of her mom. I just sincerely doubt it. But on the video we were just watching, if we would have got a little bit further into it, there was a nurse that actually said that. They were talking about she was still trying to convince everybody she was a virgin. It's like, okay, well, you just had a baby, so that's out. So let's get to the bottom of it. But yeah, I I didn't know that. So, um, But even so. Do you think
1: she said that in because of her mom? Um, I strongly believe so because if I'm,
2: I don't, I'm gonna put this out. Please don't massacre me on the comments. But I'm getting the gist that this is a Hispanic household because Trevizio is a Hispanic last name. and oh, his, that's a stretch, his mom's isn't it? Treviso. Is Rosa. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Pops me. It's like a Hispanic household. You know, that's a shock in Hispanic culture. It isn't.
0: Like, Give me a break. I'm Hispanic. Hey! Teen pregnancies are very real thing. It's no, no, no. I'm culture. not saying they're not real. We um, breathe like rabbits. Oh, no, no, no. no. That's <laughs> true.
2: But I'm not saying they're not real. We all know they're a part of it, but I'm sure, like, every Hispanic family feels like, yeah, it's a part of it, but it's not a part of us. It's a way. I'll tell away. you what.
0: I was, just, I was just having this conversation with Kashi before the show started. Like, um, I feel mm-hmm. like, I feel like this kind of thing that you hear about is more prevalent in higher income households because of, um, Pressure because of, uh, you know, I just feel like in certain households and certain cultures, teenage pregnancy is more common. Yes. And it's not that, it's not as big of a deal. But if you're expected uh, to perform and go to college and do all these things and maintain a 4.0 GPA, and your parents have put you through private school and they've invested all this time and money into you and propped you up as this perfect kid, all this pressure that creates on the kid. You know, creates its own form of psychological poverty, where they have no ability to account for what if things are not perfect. And so, when faced with adversity at that level, um, they resort to trying to sweep it under the rug, whereas opposed to, well, hey, my mom had a kid when she was sixteen. What's a big freaking deal? Like, so, yeah, what was you her
1: background? What was that? What was her background? That I'm comes, not sure. but I think I she comes from a
2: immigrant family.
0: Um, I don't know anything about her background. I've tried to find information about her background, and it's not readily available. Um, but her mother seems, uh, aside from that questionable conversation that she had on camera, where she's saying that we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Like, why would they talk about that? I've never talked about my mom about, I mean, I'm a boy, but um, I would never have a conversation with my daughter about discarding a baby in the trash. and.
2: Okay. I, I don't think she was referring to that. But yeah. she, what do you think, think she was referring to? The sex talk. She's 17. She's about, sorry, 19. About to go to college. Well, but or maybe she could know. be
1: talking about, like we talked about this before, like are you pregnant or not? Because or, she was like showing, you know. Exactly. It could be about that It could that be too. about that,
2: not discarding a, a human being. But about that.
0: I don't know. But it sounds fishy to me. I don't know. Why For me, she already knew. That? Like
2: in my opinion, she already knew. Or at least she was suspicious of it.
0: If she was suspicious of it, um, which I find it... I feel like if I was a dad, I'm a I'm a girl dad, right? I got three daughters. Yes. Four, three, 17. And um, when there's stuff going on with my daughters, I know. I know. I don't have to ask that many questions. But I'm intuitive with my daughters that way because I'm their dad. And it's my job. And if there's something like that, if my... Petite little daughter, and my daughter's not petite. She's like five three. She's an athlete, soccer player, right? But if she came around with the said, like, okay, bullshit. What's going on? <laughs> We're going to the doctors right now. Exactly. Either you got cancer, or that's a baby. There's some parasite growing in there, and I need to get. some... Yeah,
1: I think it. like as a like parents in general, they have this instinct about knowing if the slightest thing is off with you, because they 100%. they know they know like. Everything about you You could just be like sad Or like One day and be like What's wrong You know Or like You could be acting weird They'll be like What's up I feel
0: like (laughs) I know when my daughter Is is menstrual I could just tell I feel like I don't talk about it with her I just make sure We're stocked up on like The Advil And the Midol I don't mess with The supplies anymore I let other people Do that job Mm -hmm. But um You know When she first got her thing Um I didn't Interfere too deeply With that but
1: Thinking about it a lot of parents don't talk to their kids about certain things. Like yes, it's growing up in my family, mm-hmm. sex was never talked about.
0: Mm. Um, That's a hard thing for a man to talk about with their daughter.
1: Even like my my mom, like she never talked about anything about that with me. You know, I learned it through my friends. I learned it.
2: My in mom school. never spoke to me about birth control. Birth control yeah, was the me. devil. It
1: was profane. We don't
2: speak about it. We you don't see it. You don't smell it. You're
1: you're away from it. Yeah, exactly. Same. So and um, like, just certain things weren't talked about. Even even periods won't tar- weren't talked about.
0: I haven't <laughs> talked about them either. You know what to do. My daughter got her first but period.
1: Imagine your She's own mother not talking me. about it. So I understand in her situation having things to talk about, but being like weird because like all those stuff I learned in school, like my mom never taught me anything. <laughs>
2: At least you went through school.
1: Yeah, because we than had than those special through, like, classes in school. I don't oh, know if they okay, had that. Sex education. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's say true. This, man.
0: When my daughter got her menstrual, I bought her a bag of supplies from CVS. And I directed her to my mom and said, Here, go talk to her. She'll help you out. Here's a heating pad and a stock of MIT and some pads. And um, I left it to. Um, more qualified individuals to have that discussion with her.
2: Exactly, because she's a woman, so she understands women's, like, things.
0: But I'll tell you what, if my daughter came home with, like, some kind of a bump on her belly, okay, I just don't think that one's getting past me for any reason. There's no way. There's just no way. There's no way. So, and that mom does not seem like the type that's going to let that kind of thing go. Like, she seemed like she was on top of things. Yes. She seemed like she was... Fairly intelligent. She seemed like she was fairly successful. I just don't buy the story that she didn't know what was going on. I don't buy it.
1: Me neither. Maybe it was like ignorance is bliss. Like if, you if to play I think, stupid. yeah, if I think I'm just going to hope my daughter's not pregnant, you know.
2: Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, like I, like I may, have a feeling, but I'm not, I hope it, my daughter's not. But pregnant. I'm just gonna ignore it, and mm-hmm. it'll go away. Yeah, eventually.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you know, there's certain some. Okay, I'm speaking from the perspective of a male, and I don't ever intend uh, to have. Well, I don't. It's not that I don't ever intend. I do not. One of my biggest fears in talking with my daughters is bringing up topics of sex and pregnancy because I don't look at them that way, man. Like, my daughter, when, um, you know, she's 17 years old, I still look at her like she's, like, four or five years old, you know? When I take my girls to go get ice cream, I still get her an ice cream like she's still the same. It's just, I remember, like, things she used to like back then, and it's, in my mind, she's always going to be, like, this four or five, six, seven-year-old little girl. Yeah, her
2: age passed
0: it doesn't matter like how old she is it's just how it's always going to be and so talking to her about that kind of stuff but I'll tell you what when I found out that some guy had done her wrong it took everything within me to calm myself down I mean I was I was so tempted to do so many things that I'm not going to discuss on this podcast but um, men go through a different thing than women do I specifically went through a very different thing than, than you know anybody else had to go through with my daughter. Um, and I'm thankful that the women in my life, you know, my wife, my mom, were able to talk to her about those kinds of things. I guess the point is that if there's something off like that where my daughter is very clearly in distress, I don't think it's something that's gonna get past without at least so much as a cursory um, inquiry on my part to figure out what's going on. And what's more is um, my mom, um, when things did happen, was kind of the first to alert me to certain issues that led to full on things that, well, so I guess, you know, if I'm saying that, that kind of like destroys my argument. I'm just saying is um, the baby bump thing, that's a very tangible thing that is not gonna go unnoticed by parents that is involved in their child's life. And so in this situation, this little girl having that coming home with that and she's our cheerleader and it's not like oh I'm just gonna wear a heavy sweater look here she is in a cheerleading competition
2: I still I, I can't believe this girl looks like she's four foot 11
0: 95 pounds with this this might have made her 115. and look at all of these people there's probably 3,000 people in that arena watching her perform with her pregnant belly
1: and I'm, I'm sure people at her high school were talking about her. Of course, too. they were gossiping about it. Like they're like, we know she's pregnant. When I went to high school, something
2: like that happened, and the second somebody saw it, the gossip was all around the school. Like she looks like she's pregnant. She looks like she's pregnant. Like no, she, that story that either she didn't knew, her mom didn't knew, nobody knew. I'm not buying that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: especially after seeing the pictures,
0: we can speculate. And we could do all of those things. But.
2: Like, for example, I'm going to throw a personal story here. I have an adoptive cousin. As of today, she is actually 17. And her mother, her biological mother, which is still in her life because they did an open adoption. um, The way she found out she was pregnant, it was because her periods came. Everything was fine. She was eight months pregnant. She didn't know. All she saw is that she couldn't lose weight. She was dieting and she couldn't lose weight. So she, because of that, that was alerting to her. She went to the doctor. She's like, she was, I think she was 21 when that happened. She's like, okay, I'm, I'm not losing weight. I'm dieting and everything. I, I don't get why I'm not losing weight. Could you guys
1: tell me what's the problem? And that's when they told her she was pregnant.
2: So it came into her like, hey, something's wrong with my body. Something's wrong with me. This is and not normal. Er,
1: like any doctor you go to, that's the first question always.
2: Exactly.
1: Like, like especially. What was the date
2: of your last period? Oh, let us uh, or let's see. Okay, let, let me
1: ask you this then: How
0: often does it occur that you go more than three months without a period, without raising your red flags that you may have something, some kind of
1: an issue?
2: Not even one month. Okay, like, like that's not if? normal.
1: No, it's not normal at so all. It would be like a red flag immediately. Like <laughs>
2: I count, I I count my days. I have my things. A week slips by, and I'm
1: panicking three months oh my god well like even if you're not pregnant it's like if what's something's going on? off like, you're like what's going on you go to the doctor like, exactly I mean, it's like
0: how could you go seven eight nine months without having a period and just think that everything's a hey, okay okay but ignore ignore it right now right now it's obvious right what if you were 17 how how prevalent was that when you were 17 years old 19 years old okay. 18 years old
2: okay for me it was i do have to say it for me it was but it's because my hormones if when something was wrong i would either get bloated or i would get dizzy or something would happen in my body that it would be like okay i'm not okay
0: i don't know do you concur like okay so when you were 17 a teenager and you skipped a period for say 4 or 5 months is that like out of the realm of possibility at that at that age
1: I wouldn't say that long. I would say like three months. Because like, as a as when you're a teenager to when you're an adult, it's like things change so much for women, you know? Yes. And like once you become a woman, everything's more like consistent rather than when you're a when teenager.
2: You're, when you're a child.
0: So I have some Q&A going on. Some of the other questions that we've been sent. Um, did Alexi Treviso have any previous medical or... Psychological conditions that could have impacted her judgment. Uh, yeah, she was 19. I think that's medical condition enough. She was 19 and dumb.
2: <laughs> I think that's enough.
0: <laughs> that's the answer to that question. Um, why was Alexi allowed to continue cheerleading and attending social activities despite the ongoing investigation into the incident? Um, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, she know, looks have, um... so
1: happy and well, it doesn't
2: mention that she was allowed to continue cheerleading, she was allowed to
0: graduate. It was controversial. Uh, she for sure attended prom there's pictures of it
2: wasn't that after her baby died
1: yeah yes it was like, after
2: and the school actually like made an argument that why she shouldn't she shouldn't attend like she I would be anyway. so
1: devastated like after to not even show my face in prom if that happened to me
2: look here's her picture of her in prom I saw it <laughs> she was wearing like a beach yeah, dress we had this one this is, um look
0: look she's um fully recovered here let me show the people um
2: I don't know. Putting me in my seventeen-year-old shoes.
0: That—that's her boyfriend with that stupid hair. I would highly advise against that as another male. And and his—I uh, mean,
1: she's gosh, man, gosh. She looks like nothing happened to her.
0: <sighs> I think um, one of our listeners just commented. He said that. Uh, uh, where did it go? I just lost his comment. But he was saying something about denial being a powerful thing, which is, yeah.
2: Denial a is a river in Egypt.
0: He says denial is a powerful thing. Both mom and daughter had to be in denial. Sadly, pretending something doesn't exist, doesn't make it reality. Yeah, I think uh, if I was 17 years old, I remember how I used to think. And I was like, God, man, oh, whatever is about to happen is really going to suck. So I'm just going to have as much fun as I can today and worry about tomorrow. Uh, Later. Tomorrow.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's kind of, I feel like in, when I look at this picture, that's what I see. This girl that's just trying to put it off. And look, that's, that day is coming. But I'm going to enjoy myself tonight. And um, I've been planning for this my whole life since I was a little girl, three, four, five years old, seven years old. I don't know how it is for girls. I know it is for boys. For girls, how do you view your senior prom when you're a little girl? What does that mean to you guys?
1: I didn't go to prom,
0: so I have no comment. Well, then you're disqualified from (laughs) this this question. (laughs) Melissa, what about you?
2: Did we have prom? No, yes, we did. It's my graduation ball. I had been thinking about it since I was like 10. So I do get her. (laughs) My dress, my everything.
0: When I was in high school, it wasn't really a... It wasn't like a landmark thing. It was just like you get to take a pretty girl out to, to prom. And like, I remember there's like this whole Titanic thing.
2: Oh, yeah. They have themes here.
0: Yeah. We had a Titanic theme because it was 1997. That movie just came out. Oh, my. I graduated in 98. And, and so the pictures. Like,
2: oh. The picture, like the picture holding people.
1: Yeah. Jack, I'm flying. <laughs> you get to take <laughs> that picture. I need to see your prom pictures. You me like <laughs> one of your French
0: girls? That was not a high
1: school thing.
2: Okay, that was not, no. <laughs> no,
1: no. I think, okay, so I didn't go to my senior prom, but I did imagine it, because I had a lot of dates, but I didn't go to prom. Wow. Cause, but I imagined going to prom with my dates. So you That mean, was my scenario. What it
0: was. Okay, so imagine this girl then, since she was four or five years old, she's been thinking, wow, oh, my senior prom. I would be
1: excited to go to prom with a date at all that, all that well, excitement, a, you know. I had a boyfriend. My, yeah, my but wouldn't you be like wouldn't the energy like, oh I'm gonna go to prom with my boyfriend like, you know, that's the energy of high school. Yeah. It's the like, dress, your kids, the know, shoes. like your case I don't know, like your
0: quinceañera or your sweet sixteen, or your your senior prom. That's like hallmark moments for a girl. For I guys didn't not
2: think about that big Kinsenya. of a deal.
0: But for girls it's like you get to dress up like a princess mm-hmm. and you get a limo. Like uh my daughter's um her sweet 16.
2: She got a limo.
0: You know what happened to that limo? Yeah, you told me. It broke down.
2: And nobody told you like at, until after. I didn't learn until after.
0: It's like, what? I paid all this money for a limo. I think like $600 or something like that for a limo to take her from our house to um, the, the venue. And uh, I find out after the fact that it was like a, they broke down like a block away. The axle for the limo literally just fell off and they just walked their little, in their dresses to the to the venue and I didn't know about it until after the fact. Yeah. But, you know, she had her sweet 16 and her senior prom is coming up and that's going to be another thing. I'm probably going to get her a limo for that. Don't tell her I said that, but it's coming.
2: No, it's you're coming. not getting a limo for that. The guy that's taking her should be able to take the With drive. what money? I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. If I had some of these,
0: oh, you got a prom date? What, you want one different limo? Get a
2: job. But you're, Dad's son.
0: (laughs) I want my daughter to have a good time. She's getting a limo. I'm taking care of it. That's how that's going to go. End of discussion.
2: I Wait. No, no, no. Oh, wait. No, this was in 2017. I was touring in Canada. I think it was Quebec City. I don't remember. This guy rented a Lambo.
0: Well, that's a little over the top. (laughs) A Lambo. (laughs) A Lambo for a 17-year-old drive? uh,
2: No, they were 18. It was like a line of cars not any better. going into the venue because it was like a castle. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And then I started seeing like like the cars, each car was nicer. And then at the very front a Lambo, I was like, this guy went all out. That's retarded. All out. <laughs> that's not even. Like, I'm sure this girl feels like the queen of the night. Yeah. She's well, like,
1: don't even what, uh, look at me.
0: That's what your promised for man. And, and, you know, so she was trying to do that facing a murder charge and um i honestly don't think it's hit her what's coming i don't think it's going to hit her no she would be sitting there in trial and they're going to be delivering the verdict and it's not going to have hit her that she's forfeiting the rest of her life because of what happened in the course of 20 minutes and how that changed forever um how her life is going to go i don't think she has any any clue
2: and more so that Going to trial or certain trial proceedings takes a couple Jackie months. Jackie
0: G just said that I just quickly ruined the limo surprise. Yeah, sure Yes, did. you did. I don't think it's any surprise. I think it's kind of expected. It's like, obviously, my dad's going to get me a limo. I was like, well. I mean, I guess I kind of have to now.
2: Yes, you have to.
0: Or a Lambo. The Lambo or a Lambo. Not, first of all, <laughs> I don't trust any 18-year-old to drive a Lambo. There's no way that's happening. Oh. So, all right, I have more questions. Where did they go? I had my questions, where did they go? Um, How did Alexa's family, specifically her mother and boyfriend react to the incidents and subsequent charges against her? Well, I mean, we saw it on camera, um, how they reacted. I think mom, her reaction on the body cam footage was about as raw as it gets. The officers are there. I feel, okay, I've done a lot of these cases. I've seen people react to a lot of shitty things. And her reaction, if I'm just being completely objective, mom's reaction to the cops being in the room, I feel like it was a little over the top, and I feel like it was partly to show the cameras that, oh, I'm so surprised, and, you know, what did you do? We had no idea about this, and I'm such a good mom. I got those vibes. What do you think about her? He saw her reaction. What did you think? Am I on the mark on that, or am I missing something?
1: The mom during the hospital? In the
0: hospital, yeah. When she's
1: watching me. When she's like, Here she is.
2: We talked about this, like.
1: Here she is. Let's play it again.
0: This is mom Uh um, when the cops confront her about what they found.
3: Seen a reaction like that girl.
4: On January 27th, 19 year old Alexi Treviso was admitted to an Artesia, New Mexico emergency room after complaining of back pain. Her newborn son was later found stuffed inside a trash can in a bloody bathroom she had just used. The high school senior was charged with first-degree murder and tampering with evidence before her graduation. We discovered a dead baby in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, he came out of me and I didn't know what to do. Long Crime Network first brought-
0: Okay, that initial, oh my gosh. Seems a little suspicious if you ask me. It does. Doesn't it? Like yeah. if somebody said, we need dead baby. What are they talking about? Dead baby. She says, oh my gosh. So like it's my mom processed. would be
1: extremely like hysterical. She would not be that calm. Just like, oh my yeah. God.
0: If somebody said dead baby wouldn't register,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't say, oh my gosh. I'd probably look at him like a dumbass. Yeah. Like what? What? I'd have mm-hmm. questions. But yeah. she says, oh my gosh. You know who says, oh my gosh? Somebody who just processed, He's already processed what's happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not accusing mom of knowing that there was a dead baby.
1: It was kind of like she knew kind of reactions of that baby.
0: Yeah, that's my suspicion too. I've been thinking that since the, the more that I watch this video, the more they start thinking that mom... Can you listen more. to it one more time? Yeah, yeah. Here's the rest of it.
4: ...clutching her back. Treviso remains in the...
3: Video shows Treviso Yes, I'm fine. I'm just having a hard time going to the bathroom is
4: what she replied. So I was like,
3: okay. At some point I went and kind of checked on her, knocked on the door, see if she needed anything, she didn't.
4: Trevisa was admitted to an Artesia, New Mexico, first degree murder. Dead baby in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I came out of me and I didn't know what to do. Long Crime Network first brought you the chilling body camera video last month.
0: Yeah, we see, and then we see there, there's a whole conversation that ensues after that, and mom's like, continue with that, with that tenor of voice. Where she's like, uh, we talked about this. Yeah, what do it's you mean? definitely
1: a weird tone. Yeah. It's not a tone with it a genuine reaction. Like a, you know what it yeah. sounds
0: like? It's like a bad community college play. Like somebody wanted to put on Jesus Christ Superstar and they had a bad casting for Mary Magdalene. And you guys probably, well, whatever. I do
2: matter. know who Mary Magdalene is. I mean, the
0: Jesus Christ Superstar, the movie, like the, the play, the production, um, the musical, you know, they It sounded like a a community college level performance of what she thought a mother would do upon being presented with evidence that her child was pregnant. And now
1: it sounded like it's something her and her daughter had been dealing with for a long time. Like it's an argument they had been dealing with a long time. So like when they said, oh, we found a dead baby, her mom is just like, oh my God. And just like starts arguing with her like daughter, you know?
0: What if you had a 17-year-old and they came to you and said that they were pregnant?
1: Um, I think I would be much cooler about it because I think it's just um, dealing up, dealing, growing up and dealing with a strict family. Yeah. I think I would want my children to come to me and be comfortable about it.
2: I agree. In that kind, I agree because I also, I grew up in a Catholic household. Mm -hmm. Very strict mom. My dad was he was not opinionated, but he did everything my mom did. And my mom was so freaking strict on everything that that's something that I always said, like, I'm not repeating this.
1: Yeah. I don't want my kids to be, like, scared of me to tell me anything, you know.
2: Besides when they lie, you get in a more in a more fucked up situation trying to hide it. Well, you know yeah. what? I feel like. And besides, it's not the end of the world.
0: I feel like I will react a certain kind of way, but. My sister once came to me With her boyfriend at the time To tell me that they were pregnant And then um, they came to my house And they sat on my couch And then uh, we got something to tell you I'm like Alright And then um, they told me And then uh, I remember my reaction I went through like uh, 20 phases of uh, emotion. It's Like well I guess you're in the family now So <laughs> And then he's like I thought you were going to kick my ass Oh no we kind of need you to be alive because you've got a lot of responsibilities coming up in um, that whole situation. Worked was she out. 19? No, she was in her 20s. And so it was not even the same thing, I know. But you no, know, for my daughter, if you know, something like that were to happen.
1: Uh, like, of course, you're going to be upset and like distraught. Like, oh. my, so nice. my daughter is like so young. But at the same time, I don't want her to hide it from me, you know.
0: I said on a previous podcast, you don't get to pick the weather. You know, you don't get to pick when it rains. You don't get to pick when it's 100 Mm-mm. degrees. You you deal with it as it comes. Yeah. So my daughter came to me with something like that. What am I going to do? I'm going to go kick the guy's ass. I'm going to go murder him. He's not part of the family. And so uh, doing something like that is not helping the situation.
2: And besides, it's not the end of the world. Like, it, I, I understand where it's coming from because they painted it to us as it, as it was the end of your life. Like, you died. <laughs> The you found out. Like- well, I'll
0: tell you what. It's not the end of your life in the, the physical sense, but it's the end of all of your hopes and dreams. Like what, you're going to go tour Europe on a backpacking hike tour of uh, Eastern Europe because, you know, for the next nine months? No, you can't. You got a two-year-old. Get your ass to work, you know, and provide and feed your kid. All of those things are out. Just the tenor of your life changes. My mom had me. Um, she... <coughs> I don't know what she did when she was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. I just remember when she was first getting a job. Her one of her first jobs ever was at Smart and Final, and she was all excited to get that job. It was like a grocery store, mm-hmm. oh, whatever it is. I've, you know, yeah, they're still around, but back then in the '80s, she she had a job over there, and she's trying to get a real estate license, but she, she failed the test at one point. I remember that. I remember she's working as a telemarketer for a long time she would get her ass up at like 5:30 in the morning or from 6 to 12 working on peer commission because that was legal back in the 80s and she made that work she just made it work she worked her ass off is what she did there's no time for mom to go backpacking and freaking hawaii you gotta you got you got a baby at home you got and, and so your life changes in that regard the tenor of your life changes it becomes one of of discovery and exploration and uh you know, supplementing who you are as a person to, you got to keep this little shit alive. That's what it becomes. And uh, maybe you're lucky enough to have success and your children grow up and they have success and you get to have your vacation later in life and your exploration later in life. But if you're having a baby at 16, 17, 19 years old, no, man, um, you got real responsibilities and um, you've chosen this path and now you're going to live with it. It's just how it is. It's the way it goes. Dad, those are the cards. And so for little Lexi, uh, she could have been having that discussion with her dad or her mom had that baby survived and had uh, appropriate measures been put in place whereby she might have been more prepared to deal with what was coming, but it didn't happen, and now the baby is dead. And rather than having all of those conversations in 20 to 30 years from now, her son doing a podcast and talking about how his mom was this big success in how she struggled and overcame and persevered. She's facing first-degree murder charges and the prospect of facing uh, the rest of her life in a jail cell. 23 hours a day, one hour's wreck. And uh, good luck with that. Hope your commissary game is strong. 17. That's what Alexi Treviso is facing, and uh, her trial is scheduled for October and um, I don't know. What do you even say to that? What do you even say to that?
2: We're just going to have to wait for October.
0: Another question. Was there any potential negligence or oversights by the hospital? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think that that conversation is already being had by the defense team. Um, Namely, they knew that she was pregnant and they didn't bother to tell her. Or when were they planning on telling her the next day? Was it the next morning? Um, Was there anything medically that they should have ascertained? before deciding to wait to tell her? Like, was she maybe nine centimeters dilated? That seems to be an emergency situation for somebody with extreme back pain and hip pain um, who sounds like they're dilated as if they're in labor. Um, so I think that conversation is to come. Uh, what was Alexi's defense during the legal proceedings? Well, it's, it's basically hospital negligence. She didn't know she was pregnant. The baby was stillborn. The autopsy results were faulty because of this and that. Um For all of the reasons that I've suggested, first-degree murder requires malice aforethought, meaning a plan, meaning knowledge, and a plan to dispose of a human life um, at a future point in time and then carrying out and executing the plan. That's what she's charged with. And so the defense of that is, I didn't know I was pregnant, and when the baby was born, it was without life. If they could prove either of those things, she might defeat the charges. If she can't, then uh, she's going to go to jail. Um. What is the current public sentiment towards Alexi's case in, the commu- in her community and at Lark? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know what my sentiment is towards Alexi. I have a tremendous amount of compassion and empathy and sadness towards her. That's my sentiment towards Alexi. What do you guys think?
2: It's complicated.
0: No shit. It's pretty complicated. How do we judge Alexi? I think that's the public sentiment. The public sentiment is it's complicated. And um, there's some people that are going to be enraged and 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 judge her and say that this 19-year-old should have known better. Um, I, just, I just got corrected in the comments again. She's 19. I'm aware. I know she's 19. Um, I've been saying 17 because I've, you know, I've been talking about my mom who was 16. Uh, there was another case where a girl was like 18, and this happened. This, it's not an uncommon thing. you know. Literally, between the ages of 10 to 19, any teenage pregnancy, uh, there's a track record of this kind of thing happening. There was literally a case where this happened, and some lady um, gave birth and tossed her baby in a dumpster. And the baby was discovered, like, maybe seven or eight hours later, still alive. And that baby's since been adopted, and that lady was—I uh, don't know what happened to that lady. Maybe I'll, I'll do a podcast on that show, but I don't feel the need. But it, this happens all the time. Why this Alexi case blew up the way that it did, I don't know. Um, and what is the public sentiment towards somebody as, if, as Alexi? I don't know, because I think that we understand fundamentally as human beings— that 19-year-olds are dumb. And I think we could all put ourselves in that position of being 19, 18 years old, a teenager, and recognize that we did some really stupid shit when we were kids. And uh, how lucky are we that none of our mistakes blew up into something that could cost you your freedom or some other person's life?
2: Or your own freedom.
0: Either, either or. And so I don't know what the public sentiment is towards her. I think it's one of confusion, one of sadness, one of tragedy. And uh, it depends on who you're asking, I guess. What do you think her boyfriend feels?
2: I think he's going to, this is going to sound rude, but I think he's going to, he's going to disappear.
0: No shit. He's definitely (laughs) going to disappear. Yeah. So his feeling might be one of relief. Oh, thank God. No child support for me. Maybe. It sounds, it sounds uh, harsh to say such a thing. But yeah,
2: but that's what runs through the mind of a 19-year-old.
0: Not just a 19-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 35-year-old, a 42-year-old, a 55-year-old. How many cases do we have like that where people are trying My to get out of child support?
1: God, I could. Do you think they're going to find evidence between her and is that part of, that's going to be part of her case? like text uh, maybe her boyfriend texted her knowing about her sure. pregnancy or her yeah. mother yeah, so, knowing about the pregnancy. Well, keep in mind. So here here's the prosecution's <laughs> I mean, dilemma. They need to like prove They got to establish Yeah, so knowledge. he can I mean, if her boyfriend knew something and texted her about it, he's not going to get away that easily.
0: Well, he will. You know why? Because he's not the one that threw the baby in the trash. Mm-hmm. So let's say he knew about it. Let's say he knew all about it. He wasn't the one calling the shots at the hospital. Unless they find something else different, maybe the only way that would hold is if, like, he was saying, okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go into the bathroom, and you're going to give birth, and then you're going to throw it away. Then nobody will know, and they won't have to worry about this, and then we can go to senior prom. What's the likelihood of that happen? First of all, that's I just mean, he just looked like Atlantic. that
1: at prom. He looked pretty. <laughs> I don't
0: know what like, he looked like. Are you gonna- he looked like the Backstreet Boys with the, the frosted hair. That's, yeah, like, straight out of the 90s.
2: Justin Timberlake. That
0: look. I would have made fun of him if I was in high school. If I saw him, the I
2: fro- wouldn't have. I The wouldn't frosted have. tips.
0: No, that was a style back when I went to high yeah. school. Yeah. I hated that hairstyle so bad. The Backstreet Boys, I couldn't stand it. Um, but no, I'm not sure what... First of all, he hasn't been charged with anything. Uh, the question of whether or not they're going to go through his text messages to, to try to determine whether or not he had any knowledge. Yeah, they're going to do that. But mostly because they're trying to determine if she had any knowledge. The second they find that she was knowledgeable about the pregnancy, then this becomes an easier conviction for them. So let's just say that they find nothing and that she legitimately didn't know that she was pregnant. But then the baby is born. Now what they got to prove is that the baby was alive when she gave birth. The only way they could really establish that, as far as I'm aware, based on similar cases, is whether or not the lungs were inflated with air because there's that first breath. And that's what inflates the lungs. And you could tell whether or not the baby took a breath or not. If they could establish but aren't that. But are
1: people in her life just as accountable for her mental health, for her to do the things she did?
0: Uh, I No, mean, not for murder. So you're, what you're basically describing is something called felony murder. So felony murder is a legal theory whereby if you in your criminal actions, if you have a criminal intent, a felonious intent to commit a crime and it results in the death of a individual, then you could be charged guilty or found guilty of felony murder by your association in that the domino effect of your malfeasance led to the death of another individual. That's felony murder. But saying that the Parents were negligent in not recognizing that there was health problems, not recognizing that there was medical issues. She was literally at the doctor's office. It's a stretch to attach felony murder to anybody in this case, as far as I know, unless I have more information. But you might attach it in my scenario where I gave where the the husband or the husband, the boyfriend was aware that she was pregnant and coerced her or told her that this was the plan and they conspired to do this and he was in on it. I don't even think you need felony murder at that point. You just have conspiracy to commit a murder, which is different in New Mexico. And so that's how that's going to shake out. Um, But no, I don't see a felony murder accusation here. What I do see is after the fact, if Alexi ever gets out of this, a huge lawsuit against the hospital, because whether or not you thought that they're, you know, they were being forthcoming or not, And when they found the baby, the fact that they knew about the pregnancy and failed to inform her, as soon as they found out about it, lends itself to professional negligence, malpractice, whatever, that led to the death of a child and the criminal conviction, possibly, of Alexi Treviso. So that's my analysis of it. That's what I think of it. And um, her trial is scheduled for October Where we're going with this, Um, I don't know. But it seems like the defense is exactly that. The hospital screwed up, not Alexi. Let's not point the finger at her. It's not her fault. The baby was stillborn. There was a significant amount of uh, medical conditions that led up to this event. Um, And the defense has been fairly tight-lipped thus far about what those malfunctions were or what they're going to raise. But they're coming out. They're coming out in October. And so we got a murder trial on our hands. And it's going to take place in a couple of months. Um, what do you guys think about that?
2: We're just going to have to wait and see. Because as of now, I I don't feel, not competent, but like in the perfect grounds to judge her. Yeah. What do you mean? I couldn't ju- I can't judge her. Like I was 17 too, I was scared. Yeah. So it's a really hard position. You have to consider so many perspectives, not only hers, but everybody's.
0: Well, there's a similar case to this one, not similar at all, but in similar in the fact that it involved a child where this 12-year-old little girl uh, stabbed her 7-year-old brother to death. Just out of the blue. And all she picked up a knife and just started stabbing him as he lay in his bed, took him to the hospital and she's arrested and she's like this little 12-year-old girl. And the officer's like, it's just such this uh, this disconnect. Between what this child did and the fact that it's a child, it's like, oh. And he's trying to tell her she's going to be okay. She's asking him, am I going to go to jail? And the guy's like, I don't know. Why don't we just take a deep breath for now? She just stabbed her, her seven-year-old uh, multiple times. He was in critical condition. Couldn't find out about a day later, the child died. And now she's facing murder charges as a juvenile. Um, and her, <laughs> they brought her mom into in the interrogation room to... Um, figure out what happened. She just lost her seven-year-old child, and now her 12-year-old is facing murder charges. Lost both both of her children. And she was asleep upstairs. She just got home from her shift. Single mom. Anessa asks, um, since she's an adult, is that the only thing that's taking her mom out of being charged of anything?
2: Bless you.
0: Vanessa asks since she's an adult, is that the only thing that's taken her mom out of being charged of anything? If she was a minor, could the mom be charged? Um, The answer to that is no. For mom to have been charged with anything, they would have had to find that mom had a felonious intent to conceal a pregnancy and discard of it, and that she aided in that conspiracy to commit the murder it had to be something to that effect if mom knew about let's just say that mom knew about the pregnancy let's just say that she knew about that Mm -hmm. did she know that the mom that the child was going to discard the baby in the trash how are you going to prove that now, if they could prove that mom knew about the pregnancy, then maybe they would bring charges like that. Maybe they'd take a closer look into that. I don't know. But no, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that she's a minor or a, an adult. If, if if it was a minor, I think mom would be more culpable in that she was more responsible for a minor. But this child is a 19-year-old adult. And so um, I don't think that that really has a factor. they got to prove that mom had some connection to the actions that took place, which is this 19-year-old took... From birth, um, this infant and discarded it in the trash. How that occurred, how the death occurred, is another question. Did she drown it in water? Did she uh, just throw it in the trash while it was still alive and it was like gasping for air? And that's how. I just know that the autopsy showed that there was air in the lungs. The one that I saw, defense claims that there there there's some indication that they're going to try to challenge those findings. But if the baby wasn't stillborn, then the baby died somehow. Was it drowning? Or did it just suffocate because it couldn't breathe on its own because there's no doctors there and it was discarded in the trash in a plastic bag and it maybe had a, a, a plastic bag over its face? I don't know. But that's gonna be key in determining whether or not Alexi gets convicted of anything. So, with that, um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been ex- episode 42 of the Tilts Lawyer podcast. And if you made it this full, hour and a half Uh, thank you for listening with us if you're listening to the live stream thank you for participating I really love it when you guys participate it gives me stuff to talk about and if you guys are listening to this in your podcast um, while you're cleaning or driving or doing whatever I really really sincerely appreciate all of you Um, I do I'm going to announce that next week we have a very special show it's going to be a follow-up on the Maya Kowalski case that we've been following Um, where I'm going to talk and interview live an individual uh, that had her children taken away um, for similar reasons to why they took away Maya Kowalski's kid. And Maya Kowalski, if you recall, is the lady that committed suicide uh, when a judge had denied um, her giving her daughter a hug. And then the next day, she was found from the rafters of her garage. That Netflix documentary. We're going to retouch... That topic. And there's been significant discussion and controversy over my comments about Maya Kowalski. People think I've been unfairly victim blaming her, which I'm going to address those uh, comments on uh, next week. We'll talk all about it, all about it. But more importantly, I'm going to have a special guest interview participate for that hearing. If you guys can make it, I would greatly appreciate you guys showing up and uh, participating and asking questions where appropriate. And uh, we will get to that. Until then, make sure you guys keep your doors locked because you never know what's going to happen in this crazy world. Keep your loved ones close, and we're going to see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye the entire podcast we really do appreciate that and as always you can find us on youtube on the Tilted lawyer podcast youtube channel or on your podcast carrier of choice if you feel we've presented anything of value please leave a five-star rating like and subscribe we always appreciate that kind of thing and we do look forward to seeing you all again live every thursday at three in the afternoon we love you all take care Bye bye